The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Now it's time to talk Braves, Falcons, and college football with a deep South college football legend. It's the Buck Baloo Show, exclusively on The Fan. Here we go. It's go time on this hump day Wednesday. Buck Baloo Show on the air. On The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Man, we're streaming at 680thefan.com. And get that mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota upcoming. Let them wow you. 10 o'clock hour on the fan brought to you by the Haug Baron Law Group. Sean Nerney, our engineer, ready to go today. And Adam Rodal Gillespie ran into some traffic coming down 400 southbound today. Pulled over, jumped in Kirby's helicopter and was able to arrive here in Marietta at the Battery Atlanta on time. Now, I don't know how he's going to get back and get that 680 van he left on the side of the road. I want to hear the end of the story. But uh, we are ready to go to work today. We hit the ground running on this Buck Baloo show. Buck's Big Take. Is the mailman going to deliver in Jayville? The Gators plan. Have you seen the Gators plan? Defensively, one of their players made it public knowledge, speaking with the media down in the swamp area. The Gators plan keeps Stetson in the bubble. Now, wasn't that an NBA thing, the bubble? And some of you might be wondering, what exactly is the bubble in football? Translation, all right? Florida's defense is focused on containing Bennett, not allowing Stetson to escape the pocket and victimize the Gators out on the perimeter. His escapability concerns the Gators as well it should. Gators might be underestimating the damage the mailman can do in the pocket, however. Dude is the most accurate passer in the SEC. I kid you not. Check the numbers. His accuracy rate, completion percentage, 70.7%. Best in the SEC. The dogs are throwing it 32 times a game. I'm a little bit jealous of that. And Stetson... Spinning it. Now, here's my top five priorities for Stetson Bennett against the Gators on Saturday. Down in Jacksonville, number one, manage the offense. And and don't snicker. This is the most important thing a quarterback can do. Manage the offense. Number two, protect the football. Can't be turning the ball over down in Jacksonville. That keeps the Gators in the game. Number three something Stetson has done a wonderful job of this season, distribute the football, spreading that football around. Number four, pick 
the spots to make plays with your legs. Can't be trying to do that all the time. What you want to do is pick your spots to do it. Third down and eight. Nobody's open. Pull it down and scamper with it. Escape the bubble. And then number five, lead is something else Stetson does very well. Lead the team, lead the offense. Do those five things, and the Bulldogs win comfortably. Buck's Big Take is sponsored by the Haug Barron Law Group, your champions of personal injury law. Go to championshiplaw.com. And that is exactly what Stetson Bennett needs to be doing. Uh, Nerney, are you surprised that he leads the SEC in completion percentage? 70.7%. Nobody's doing it better than he is as far as completing passes. Does that surprise you at all? No, man. I mean, Stetson's like 28 years old, man. I mean, all the experience he has, he's going to get that completion percentage. He's a grown man, huh? I'll tell you what, last year, though, it was like three to nothing a couple of minutes before halftime. And then Georgia went on this crazy run right before the half. Cook had a touchdown run, 10-0. Touchdown pass to Kiaris Jackson, 17-0. Pick six, 24-0. Made a close game a blowout situation. I bet Stetson hopes to play a little better earlier in the game. Bulldog fans a little nervous last year when it was 3-0 two minutes before halftime. So they're going to come out and try to keep him in the bubble. Can't wait to see this. Looking at Stetson, as far as the total QBR goes, he is number 11, number 11 in college football. And I tell you, if there was a highlight that I'm I'm going to remember about Stetson Bennett, I believe it's going to be the one against Auburn where he pulled that ball down and he sprinted 64 yards for a touchdown. 64-yard sprint. And I wonder if they timed him because he had to be going over 20 miles an hour as he ran that ball to the end zone against Auburn. 12 touchdowns in seven games. So... uh, Got a couple of guests coming on today. We got uh, Chris Mortensen coming up at 1020. I believe Road Dog now is tracking down David Pollock as we speak. Adam, and how's that going? Well, it's going. I have texted back and forth with him, and he needs to push back about five minutes. Oh, so filibuster. So, filibuster huh? for just a few seconds. We, maybe we can knock out a read or two. We got a long list of those. Well, I'm sure the listeners would be excited to hear about that. Oh, they always are to hear yeah. about our upcoming tailgates, who we got on high school football, all those great reads that we have. Yeah. Um, yeah, the biggest college football game in the southeast headed to Athens and Harris Cherokee Casino and Resorts. And 680 the fan are throwing a free pregame tailgate in Athens. The party kicks off at noon, and we've got a prime location right next to the Classic Center and the Banner Herald on Thomas Street and East Clayton Street at one press place. Now, you got to be 18 because we're going to have Corona and Modelo on ice. you got Tito's Handmade Vodka and Jim Bean libations, food samples from Bojangles, fresh, cooked, on-site eats, 
featuring Wamplers Farm sausages and live party music from all that. We're going to have to put all that on the uh, on the payroll. you got to be 21. Get your free tickets right now. Free tickets at 680thefan.com slash tailgate central. This tailgate is part of the Harrah's Cherokee Casinos Tailgate Central Series. And we want to thank Harris Cherokee Casinos, Georgia Power, Corona, Tito's Handmade Vodka, Bojangles, Jim Beam, and Wampler's Farm Sausages for being a part of the big time fun. So I know you're going to be talking to David when we get him in just a couple minutes about yeah. the Georgia-Florida game. And until then, we'll just filibuster. But are you going to push him to see if you can get him to uh, break some news that maybe game day would be in Athens next week for that Georgia-Tennessee matchup? I mean, if somebody – you can ask, like, you can ask, like, hey, I know you probably can't tell us, but can you no, say if you man, have a hotel reservation I'm for next week? I'm not going to put him in that spot. That'd be a home game for him. He's sleeping in his own bed. So he would say, no, I don't have a hotel reservation, and that would let us know that he's uh, game day's coming to Athens. I just wonder if he's recovered from that trip to Eugene, Oregon. I mean, my goodness, they're doing live TV at 5 a.m. Last week. Yeah, it's early out there when they go. Those West Coast games cannot be fun. I mean, that that was hard. And that rain was coming down at 5 a.m. out there in Eugene. Now, I'm going to ask him about the uh, Georgia High School Football Hall of Fame induction. He was a part of that this past Saturday night. Was he there? Did he make it back? No, no, no. They just they played the uh, video clip okay. of him receiving, receiving his, his jacket. jacket there live on game day. At 5 a.m. in Eugene, Oregon. Yeah, and that's pretty cool. I saw some uh, video of that on social media. It got out there, and uh, pretty uh, special honor for him to be in that inductory class. Man, that party in Athens sounds fun. And 680 The Fan and Harris, they're going to have a uh, party on Sunday, too, back in full swing. Uh, with back-to-back Sundays of free tailgate action this Sunday before the Panthers game. And then next Sunday, prior to the Chargers, you can join the party at the corner of Marietta and Centennial, each Falcons home game Sundays from 10 to 1. And again, you got to be 21 because all your tailgate favorites are there from Corona, Modelo. Uh, you got Larceny Bourbon, Deep Eddie Vodka, New Sturts, uh, Stewart's Spiked Seltzers, plus great food from WNB Factory and music by all that. Tickets are free. You know that. Grab yours and join us this Sunday and next. From 10 to 1 of the Fan Tailgate Series, huge thanks to Corona, Modelo, Larceny Bourbon, Stewart's Spiked, Harrah's Cherokee Casino, WNB Factory, Georgia Power, and Lidl Food Market. Let's go to the Hobson & Hobson Newsmaker line. Bring on David Pollock, star of ESPN Game Day and a Georgia Bulldog legend. Uh, David, congratulations on the Georgia High School Football Hall of Fame induction, man. That was Pretty sweet. Your dad did a great job of coming and expect and accepting all of the hardware. Oh, oh, Norm Pollock got to be uh, got to be all in the mix. My my old high my coach from growing all up. My dad was uh, was excited. He was uh, he thought it was really really cool. They did a good job putting on the event. And Buck, the one weekend they do that, you know, we're week to week with wherever we're going to be for game day. We're in Oregon. We're in Daggum Eugene, Oregon. So. <laughs> I couldn't get back for it, but um, yeah. I'm, I'm glad my dad could get there. So thank you very much, Buck. Yeah, part of a great class. And I just wonder, have you rested up?
from that trip to Eugene. You guys seem, you're on the air at 5 a.m., and it's raining cats and dogs out there. It was a different, uh, it was a different atmosphere. Whenever you go West Coast and you start at 6 a.m., 5 a.m., you know, you get over there at 4 a.m. local time, and you're like, these dudes have been up all flipping night. Um, <laughs> so they're definitely hydrated. It's definitely a different crowd. You know, the show starts, and then the sun's not even up yet. So it's definitely a... Um, a different show when you go out west and it's a little different on the body but man Oregon uh we saw the Ducks you know week one against you know Oregon or against Georgia and they got pummeled and to watch them bounce back and then beat a top 10 UCLA team convincingly um I think it says a little bit about you know how good probably Georgia is all right you're gonna hang with coach prime on Saturday that's gonna be fun it will be cool, man. I love – these are always my favorite. When, when game day goes to different locations and the North Dakota States and the, the James Madisons are the ones – I mean, I just – you remember them the most. They're, they're so cool. They're, the city's so excited, so jacked up. So I think this will be this will be exciting as crap. And Dion's got it rolling, man. It's crazy. I'm starting to hear his name for a lot of jobs in college football, and um, he's definitely starting to build something pretty special. He's old school, man. He's coaching those boys up hard. Yeah, God forbid we do that, but come on now. We don't need to do that anymore. <laughs> hey, talk to me about the Georgia-Florida matchup as we get ready to head south after the show today. And I want to ask you about the line of scrimmage play. I mean, it seems like we're always talking about the quarterbacks and we got Stetson and Richardson and, you know, who are the big-time playmakers out on the perimeter. What about the line of scrimmage with the Florida Gators as far as their offensive line goes? What kind of job have they done so far this year? Well, I think it's it's an interesting watch when you watch Florida because they're kind of, you know, obviously if they can get the run game going, they're, they can be a good team. If they can't run the football and they got to be a drop-back pass team, they're really bad. So that, you're absolutely right. Priority number one is can you get Anthony Richardson's feet stopped, not his, not his arm. Um, he, he's a good thrower off of play action, but can you stop ETN? Can you stop this Florida offense from, from pounding the football? And can you be disciplined and, and take away the edges when they like to, you know, stick that ball in the belly and then pull it and run? So it all it's all going to start there. And I think Georgia's offensive line, too. I mean, I think there's, you know, if I got a question mark about the offense, I think it's the offensive line. You know, really? I mean, yeah, I just don't. I, I haven't seen them maul people like I think you need to maul people, you know. And then obviously Missouri, the, the first half was, was awful, and then you, you get it together in the second half. But, you know, I think offensive line is going to have to continue to grow and get a lot better if this team wants to get back to where they were a year ago and they want to win a national championship. Stetson's been hit a lot, man. I mean, he's been he's been tough, but he's been decked a lot. Not, not jet sweeps, Buck. I'm, I'm not talking about jet sweeps and, you know, to Bowers or to, to McIntosh. I'm talking about can you line up and pound the crap out of somebody. And – I think you. I want to see that from this offense at some point. That's what you. That's what ended up getting you going against Alabama. You know, a year ago was the run game. You. You know, Cook breaks a run and kind of gets you opened up, and then you. You know, and and it's interesting. I think when they need it too, they're going to use Stetson's feet, and they haven't needed it yet, so they haven't used it in the offense. It's been more scramble plays, um, but but it will be you know interesting to watch the line of scrimmage because Florida's got some big suckers on that D-line. I mean, enormous. Just watch 21 this week when you watch watch them play. I mean, my God, he's like 380 pounds. He's a big boy. Um, so uh, it, it will start absolutely in the trenches. 
I've been uh, really surprised by the Georgia defensive line, especially with Jalen Carter out for an extended period of time here trying to get healthy. Uh, the way they've been able to cover up the losses they had off last year's team, both at inside linebacker and on that, that defensive line. Have you been surprised by that? Oh, heck yeah. I mean, the the way, you know, listen, you, you, um, you know, you, you, you kind of, you want to be as a Georgia fan, you want to be to the point where you're like, Hey, you know, we're like Alabama and we're just going to reload. And um, that that's a great thing and a positive thing, but you also have doubts and question marks about that. And I think they've done a really good job. Um, you know, I don't think they're, they're not near as dynamic as they were a year ago, which is not an insult, by the way, that's the best defensive front seven I've ever seen, you know, in my, you know, 12 years of covering college football. It's been, it was insane, but I think, you know, I think we're going to find out more when you play against Tennessee. You really got to win a lot of one-on-one matchups, and those guys up front. How good are they? How great are they? But the numbers, Buck. You look at the numbers. It's pretty insane um, to look at this Georgia defense and where they're at, considering all the draft picks. I mean, you're sitting there day one last year in the NFL, and you got five first-round picks. You know, I mean, it's it's crazy to to think about what they lost and to watch them reload. And I'm going to be interested to see how it looks different now, you know, moving forward. But how about how about Malachi Starks, too? My God, he's come in and, and played a ton. And losing Dan Jackson now for the rest of the season is a, is a big loss. But Malachi, thank goodness you can you can depend on, on him. But the defense is different. The secondary is, is probably, you know, um, stronger than it was a year ago. But the front seven, you know, maybe not as good. But we're going to find out really soon when we play Tennessee. Uh, we're going to find out all we need because – they made Alabama look stupid. Yeah, speaking of that, do you have a home game next week, right? Sleep in your own bed? That's what we're anticipating. I, I can't see any reason why it wouldn't be. I mean, you look at the games on the docket, and Georgia-Tennessee is going to have a lot to say. Now, listen, I, I think Tennessee's got an interesting one this week. You know this, Buck, like all the chatter about Tennessee and how good they are and how how far they've come and beaten Alabama. And then you got Georgia on the horizon the next week. And you got Kentucky this week, who's a pretty good football team. They're not great, but it's in that spot where you, you look ahead. Do you lose focus? I think it'll tell me a lot about Tennessee and their maturity and, and where they're at. But I think that, um, I think the showdown next week is going to be, there's a, there's a great chance I'll be sleeping in my own bed. And I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that, Buck. Especially after that trip to Eugene. So, yeah, I got to ask you here, Jacksonville or Athens, a lot of talk now with the contract uh, running out. We've got the uh, realignment with the conference uh, and more teams joining us here. You've, you've uh, been a part of this rivalry here. What, what do you see happening down the road? Is this going to stay in Jacksonville? Are we going to bring it home to Athens? I think it's going to come home to Athens. Um, I finally you know, I come think, around on that. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you have traditions, Buck, right? And you, you've been a, you've been a part of it obviously for so long. And my goodness, one of the most famous plays in history was that was that in Jacksonville. Yeah, Lindsey's still running down there. Yeah, I mean that's I mean so I think you build those memories. And listen, it's so cool when you walk in the stadium and it's and it's fifty fifty. It's unlike you know anything you'll see in college football. You know Texas does it with Oklahoma, which is really really cool. Um, so it's definitely, it feels that way. And listen, it feels that way because I think that's what Kirby wants. I think Kirby wants to have a home at home and, and let's be honest at this point right now with where we're at, but Kirby wants, he's probably going to get, I mean, you you look at the, the native son coming home and, and, and bringing us a natty and what the program he's built is, uh, has been amazing and even everything and more that we wanted from a, from a coach. So I I do, I I think it's going to end up being a home at home and, 
which is kind of cool for those people that travel to and like to go to different stadiums and you'll get, you know, you'll get an extra home game some years and you'll get to go to, you know, to Gainesville, which a lot of people probably haven't seen a game there. David, keep up the great work on game day. We appreciate you making time for us, man. Appreciate you, Buck. Thank you. There he goes, David Pollock, Georgia legend, ESPN game day host. All right, it's time for you to take the wheel. Final segment of the show today. You're going to decide what we talk about. Call Road Dog now at 404-231-1680, the number. We'll take some tallies, and this is presented by Infinity of Gwinnett. Empower the talk, empower the drive. Coming back with Mort on the other side, it's the Buck Blue Show on the fans, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. On the fan, 680 and 93.7, 10 to 11, Monday through Friday, trying to squeeze it all in. Great to David Pollock to show up, talk a little Georgia, Florida, and now let's talk a little NFL with ESPN's Chris Morris. The best NFL insider in the business is only on the fan. This is ESPN's NFL insider, Chris Mortensen. He's our truest on-up NFL insider, joins us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. And more, we got this trade deadline thing coming up, and the Falcons, we need some cornerbacks. We've got our... Yeah, the secondary is beat up pretty good. My goodness. I mean, A.J. Terrell now with a hamstring. They say he's week to week, but my experience with hamstrings, say you don't want to push that more. He could be out for an extended period of time. Hayward already out for the season. We got D. Alford day to day. Mike Ford's hurt. Got Oliver just came back. Darren Hall, really the only healthy corner of this this plates in football. What would you say the chances are the Falcons make a trade before the deadline? Get a cornerback in here. Uh, I'm going to say slim, just because this is a team that I still is still building. So you have to go out and get a a good young corner now. Caleb Farley of Tennessee, a former number one uh, first-round pick. He's the, he's the guy that, what was that? He's out of Virginia Tech, I think. Yeah. You know, might be available, but, you know, and, and Arthur Smith might have some knowledge of him. Uh, so, but, you know, with, it, it shouldn't cost a whole lot, but you have to wonder, it, it, can he play? Can he contribute? And, and can he fit? And, and so, that would be one guy's name I would throw out. I just feel always like the, the right answer is slim on most of these. But, but clearly, uh, you know, playing uh, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd is not a recipe for uh, feeling good about your secondary 
uh, immediately afterwards. Yeah, especially with the Chargers coming up next week. Uh, Greedy will... The Chargers are interesting because they're not firing on all cylinders, but you know, but they have weapons, obviously. Yeah, Greedy Williams is a guy. One of the boys at the coffee shop was bringing up the Browns cornerback. Yeah. Be another guy, maybe Fontenot's looking at the uh, Marlon Davidson uh, was fired yesterday. Mort, a second round pick in twenty twenty out of Auburn, lack of production uh, hurt him big time. I mean, this is an example, as I see it, of why the Falcons continue to uh, be inconsistent as far as uh, the seasons go, the records go. You can't be missing on guys in the second round. No, these are organizational failures. You can't miss on second rounders. Uh, that was why, you know, uh, you know, there are teams that have. I mean, you know, e- even successful teams that have missed uh, on second rounders, but they hit on they hit on their fourth and fifth and sixth rounders. But for the most part, you got to hit on your second rounder. In fact, before every draft, when you talk to various general managers and scouts, uh, what they always almost tell you is we only have about 15 first-round grades, two first-round grades on players, uh, but we have about 45 second-round grades. Wish we had more second-round picks. And so you can't miss on those type of guys. No question about it. And, and uh, that is the organizational failure, and you try to avoid that. Boy, the Panthers shocked us last week, allowing the Bucks three points in a game. Overall, though, uh, as far as the situation with Charlotte, what happened there, Mort? Uh, how'd the bottom well, fall out so quickly? Well, to, to me, it was a case of, uh, you know, Matt Rule, the head coach there. Uh, you know, there were some people thought he was going to be an excellent NFL coach and others that thought that eventually – uh, veteran players, uh, even young veteran players, would not buy in because because he does things a certain way. And so it looked uh, like I know that Dave Tepper, the owner, felt like the team had kind of, uh, for lack of a better term, quit or kind of tuned them out. And uh, he waited probably two weeks beyond his thought on that matter. So that was one thing. I thought the Steve Wilkes promotion was interesting. Steve Wilkes, people don't remember, he was named the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals and got fired after one year so they could hire Cliff Kingsbury. And I thought it was one of the most unfair firings I, I, I've covered in this league. And Steve, Steve's got a chip on his shoulder around that, and he's got the attention of those players. So if you, when you watch that Tampa Bay game, there were two things that struck you last week uh, when the Panthers uh, upset the Bucks. One was, boy, the Panthers are playing with great passion. They have some ability on defense. Uh, I mean, real, you know, four or five guys that can create problems for you. And, uh, you know, on offense, it wasn't a big show, but they, it was good enough. And, and this comes on the week they traded Christian McCaffrey. So uh, I, think they're, I think they're a dangerous opponent for the Falcons coming up, and probably every team would be a dangerous opponent. But the Falcons, this is a divisional game, and the Falcons need a divisional win. Yeah, there's no doubt. I'm stunned when I look at the NFC South and I see the Falcons tied after seven games for first place. Everybody's bunched up in there together. What are people saying about the Buccaneers right now? Uh, Well, hopelessness, that was, here's what came to my mind. You know, know, they they didn't quit that game, but it just felt hopeless. And the other thing is it always looks hopeless when, when they're dominating you on defense, when the Guys, you know, when guys are coming off the edge and, and, and hitting Tom Brady and 
you know, Mike Evans didn't help by, by, by dropping a ball, a, a perfectly thrown ball that would have went for 65 yards uh, early in the game. I might have given him a spark, but, uh, you know, you, you listen to Tom Brady. I listened to him two or three times this week, and uh, I thought uh, on his Monday radio show he does with Jim Gray, he sounded very rational. Uh, you, you just wondered how much he believed it, you know. It, uh, it's it's a case where the offensive line has turned out to be a big problem. What we did not anticipate is this defense would not be good. Now, offensively, in almost every metric buck, and I'm not going to say analytics, every metric of, of rushing yards per game, uh, you know, plays over over 13 yards. You know, I think they only had one touchdown pass over 13 yards going into the uh, this past weekend, and, like, Josh Allen had 11, you know. So it it was uh, they got some problems on offense that are obvious. I thought they were going to run the ball more this year, but clearly the offensive line problems have, have hurt them. And uh, you know their defense just is not nearly as dominating as one thing a thought. And you're going to hear noise now, like well maybe we shouldn't have let Bruce Arians retire. Yeah, I tell you what, it doesn't look like it's a lot of fun to be Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady these days. Uh, no, no, it doesn't. I, I, Rogers, at least I, I still see a little bit of hope. He, he's now calling out his players and saying maybe it's time for the guys to get less reps. Too many mental mistakes. He can still throw the ball, uh, and and Brady can too. But uh, you know, Aaron with that little sly smile of his on on the Pat McAfee show yesterday, talking about this might be just exactly what we need—a Sunday night game in Buffalo. We're underdogs, ten and a half point underdogs. This might be exactly what this team needs. So, okay, we'll find out. You know, we'll find out. Now, that's one team that I think we'll find. Uh, you know, try to get a receiver certainly uh, here before the trade deadline. Will that change things? Maybe a guy like Brandon Cooks, veteran with Houston now. Uh, he's the guy who might provide a spark for a team like the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, this thing's wide open in the south right now, and the Falcons are right in the middle of it. Mort, great job. Always uh, fun to have you on. We'll talk to you next week, brother. You got it, Buck. Take care. Chris Mortensen, our guy, our NFL insider, joined us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker Line. Leads us right into the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs, and it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25 20 Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union. How Glaw Group, Georgia Pack and Load, Stat Hero, T-Mobile, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Georgia-Florida week, obviously. Kickoff down in Jacksonville, 3.30 on CBS. Coming up Saturday, Bulldogs a 22-point favorite. In the game, Gators in transition, obviously, but they're getting some help with Georgia more than a little bit banged up. Uh, look, everybody's banged up at this point in time in the season, but not every team has two of their best players that are on the sideline watching more than they're in the game. And Georgia dealing with uh, two big missing studs that I don't anticipate we're going to see play against the Gators down in Jacksonville. And one's on the defensive line, and Jalen Carter, 
who has uh, was injured, as I understand it, on the first play of the season against the Oregon Ducks. I mean, talk about bad luck. First play of the season. He gets dinged up. He's dealing with a knee sprain. And I'm just guessing, educated guess, you won't see him out on the field against the Gators on Saturday. Holding out hope you're going to see him between the hedges against Tennessee next week. And Kirby at the press conference was busy talking about Jalen Carter. He's a phenomenal player. I think you can look at the history there and see. And how does it affect you? It, you know, it affects your depth more than anything. But he's not like he's a one one trick pony. I mean, he's like a he can really pass rush good. He can really play the run. He's disruptive, so he's not a you know. Well, it affects just our pass rush. No, it it affects everything because he's a he's a really phenomenal player, and you'd like to have him out there. Yeah, that is a, a big mess with him out of Georgia's been able to cover it up so far, but now as the schedule toughens up, you're facing better players, better offensive lines. Georgia needs him back in the worst way during this stretch that starts on Saturday. Now, uh, Dan Jackson out. Saw him on the field a lot in the dog's dime package. A senior foot fracture out for the season, apparently. Uh, He's been backing up with Malachi Starks doing the great things he's been doing as a, a true freshman. But having Dan Jackson... There is a quality backup and, and a guy you're going to put it in there on the dime package, uh, a guy you can count on week in and week out. There's another loss on the defensive side of the ball there, too. Smile Mondin holding out hope. We're going to see the Bulldog linebacker who has played. He plays such a physical style at the inside linebacker spot. Ankle problem continues to get at him. He has missed Auburn and Vanderbilt trying to get back on the field. Now, the other big timer. This out is over on the offensive side of the ball, and Stetson Bennett, this Georgia offense, has been missing him. Mitchell, the ex-wide receiver, broke out last season, caught that touchdown pass against Alabama in the natty, and big things were expected out of Mitchell coming into this season. High ankle sprain has held him back, and Kirby was talking about him Monday, too. AD is a really good wideout. You know, he has twitch. He has explosive quickness. I think AD is a dynamic receiver. He's hard to cover one on one. I mean, I get to see him, you know, every day at practice when he's been healthy, and you know that you've got a guy that can go compete, do some things. He's got toughness. He's got quicks. So I know that we're a better football team with AD healthy, 100. percent And apparently, I won't see a lot of him if at all on Saturday too, which is uh, disappointing. This Georgia offense would be a lot different. They had a big-time threat at that X-wide receiver spot. All right, coming back on the other side, we're going to let Infinity of Gwinnett and you drive the content, and we'll uh, wrap things up. It's the Buck Baloo Show on the fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? 
the power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Pollock and Mortensen. Going to be another good show tomorrow. Tell you more about that coming up here in a moment. But uh, every Wednesday, we allow our listeners to dictate the content, which seems to be a little bit of a dangerous thing. I, I never really, uh, you know, was involved in this decision. But uh, so far, you know, it's worked out pretty good. Infinity of Gwinnett, drive the content. And do you know that the listeners out there want to hear more college football? Mm, tasty. <laughs> Time for the College Football Nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Man, coming into the season, I thought this Alabama defense was going to be special. Uh, not so much. Now, you got to dig a little deeper now. You look at the surface, and you're going, Blue, come on, man. You should know this. Alabama last season allowed 20.2 points per game. This season, allowing 16.6 points per game. So they're better, Blue, you idiot. Well, no, I dug a little deeper sort of enjoy doing that and i came up with this the alabama alabama their defense against the quality opponents man they're giving up 26 points a game and you're seeing these offenses and offensive coordinators offensive line coaches they're scheming up against will anderson jr a little tougher to get to the quarterback when they do that. And the thing that uh, I'm a little surprised, too, is Alabama, one of these big-time players they got on the defensive side, like Will Anderson, they've only forced six turnovers in eight games, less than one a game. A little bit stunned by that. Okay, well, those two guys coming off the edge... Big-time five-star prospects. The, uh, the Crimson Tide. As I thought for sure, they'd be better on defense, especially at forcing turnovers. Then, like, Will Anderson's going to lead the country in sacks. Not going to make it to the Heisman presentation up in New York. May not be a uh, top-five pick. We'll see about that. But a big disappointment here in the Deep South. Alabama. That defense, man. What's going on over there? Think that coordinator's in trouble? See how the rest of the year goes. They have not been dominant. There's your college football nugget. Yeah, I stopped in the coffee shop on the way to work today, and a lot of the boys, they, they're counting on me to show up at least a couple times a week and talk a little college football with them. And 
Boy, they were uh, who they were uh, hooting and howling over over uh, some topic as I walked in. I said, "What are you boys talking about?" And they said, "Jimbo." And I said, "Jimbo Fisher," and they said, "Yeah, Jimbo Fisher." Said he's making some big time money as we spoke about yesterday, but nobody in there wanted to trade places with Jimbo. With the way things are going right now, you ever talk about the twelfth man, the Aggie Network? <laughs> I mean, it's been a tough year for Jimbo. He went off on uh, the goat Nick Saban. That hadn't really worked out very well. Some people think they're God. <laughs> and now they're losing football games. And his quarterback play, he has been known as a quarterback whisperer. They, uh, they may as well just go to the wildcat formation with the quarterback play they're getting under center right now. I mean, does anybody want to trade places with Jimbo right now? Now, I know on payday it looks good. But the rest of the time, it's not looking real good right now for Jimbo. Hey, tune in to uh, the show after my Nick and Chris, and I believe uh, Nick's going to be out today. But uh, tune in to them. They've got the Business of Sports segment each week on The Fan, presented by our good friends at Southern Company. It's impacting business in Atlanta and the local sports scene. Dude, we've got it covered. That's the business of sports presented by Southern Company, building the future of energy in all the communities that they serve. I saw Chris Cotter out there. I think he's filling in for Nick. Nerney, awesome job today. Just tremendous. Road Dog, glad you're able to fight that traffic on 400 southbound and get in here. You're going to start taking my path to Marietta. Get off 400, take the back roads. We're going to do the show uh, live in St. Simons tomorrow. I'm making my way down to the Georgia, Florida week, and we'll be doing the show live in St. Simons Beachside tomorrow. Can't wait to show you some of that. Chris Doring's going to be on the show, the former Gator wide receiver with the SEC Network. And for the first time, I'm going to play in the Danny Warfel Golf Tournament event, the 12th annual Desire Cup Golf Tournament down in Sea Island. And uh, looking forward to that on Friday. Here, Brian Hoyt will be filling in on Friday on the Buck Baloo Show. That should be fun. We appreciate you, Hoyt. All right, that's going to do it for my show, Nick and Chris, their show, coming up next. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. Thank you, Buck. Okay, thanks a lot, Buck. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? 
the power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.